Take your Bibles, if you will. This might take you just a second here. But Zechariah chapter 2, Zechariah chapter 2 and verse number 6, we're going to look at something here that I believe will be a truly a blessing to you. Um, I know a lot of this, uh, around this time, there's a, a lot of hatred towards um, Santa Claus. And so I want to show you some biblical proof here of Santa Claus, help you encourage you here just a little bit. But uh, Zechariah chapter 2 and verse number 6, don't read it. I want, your, I want your eyes up here as soon as you find it. Zechariah chapter 2, verse number 6. We're going to read this out loud together. And I want you to really focus on the meaning of this verse, okay? We're going to exegete some scriptures here that I really want you to pull out. So Zechariah chapter 2, look down at verse number 6. And let's read, and I'll pause here, and we'll kind of discuss some things. But again, uh, the, the hatred, if you will, it's santitism is what it is. It's uh, they, We don't want to make sure... I mean, we have this Santa Mafia here. I'm thankful Brother Aaron actually wore an undershirt under that. I'm thankful for that. That's great. But uh, anyway, let's look at this. Zechariah chapter 2 and verse number 6. I want you to see, I want you to read this verse with an open mind. And I want you to really think about what's coming from here. You ready? Let's read it together. You ready? Ho, ho. Now stop. Tell me, who do you think of that says the words ho, ho? Santa. All right, let's keep reading. Come forth and flee from the land of the north. Let me ask you something. North Pole, where is that at? It's in the north. Santa Claus proof right there. They don't need any more than that. Let's go ahead and pray. And we'll, No, I'm just kidding. I hope that's a blessing to you. You know, I just, I'm just out here uh, spreading Santa awareness is what that is. But All right, let's get serious. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And uh, that's not going to be my... Uh, my message this evening. So, Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1. Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1. But I do hope you have fun this Christmas time. Uh, don't, don't get caught up. I, I, I taught about it this morning in Sunday school class. Uh, but man, discontentment and uh, the, the things, the circumstances around us gets our focus off of Jesus Christ and being with family and gets it on other things. And man, we, we just we steal the spirit of Christmas. And I don't want that to happen. I hope you have fun this Christmas season, but I hope that you take some time and really think about Jesus Christ. Because honestly, that's what this is about. Um, Jesus Christ came and, and suffered what he suffered so that we can have Christmas time, um, so that we can have salvation offered to us. And I, 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 I don't really care much for this movement of trying to, to belittle Christmas as a pagan holiday. No, I'm, sur- I'm celebrating my Christ's birth. I'm celebrating Christmas the way it should be. We're not talking about Santa Claus and gifts and things like that. I'm talking about Jesus Christ leaving heaven. Everything that he knew he had, all the riches, everything that he had, he left that to come down here to live among men and die on a cross for us. That's what Christmas is about, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit here, um, kind of with the Christmas story, but we'll read some things here and uh, hope be a blessing to you this evening. Let's go ahead in Matthew chapter 2, verse number 1. Matthew chapter 2, in verse number 1. Um, let's go ahead and read verses 1 and 2 out loud together, and then uh, I'll read some other verses after that. But Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, let's read those out letter, loud to, together. Ready? Begin. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. 
And then uh, we're going to jump down to verse number 9. And that when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Now, let's pray, and uh, we'll ask the Lord to bless us here. God, I thank you so much for this time. Thank you, Lord, for these people. Um, Lord, yes, we've had fun, and I, I'm all for that. But, Lord, I, I want to take this time seriously. Uh, Lord, this is a serious truth that I want to get across to the people here t- this evening. And, uh, Lord, I just ask that you please fill me with your spirit. Help it to be you that's speaking. Uh, Lord, help me to hide behind the cross. I ask that you please guide these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we, we know the story of Christmas. Um, uh, many of you may be surprised, but the wise men were not there at the nativity scene. I know... Don't go home and rip the wise men off of your nativity scene and throw them in the trash. Because they did eventually come. But uh, they were not there when Jesus was born in the manger, okay? Uh, but these wise men, we see them later in the story where they are coming and what are they doing? They're following this star. They're following this star to not just anywhere, any place, but they're following the star to the exact location of Jesus Christ. And uh, so we're going to talk about that star. It's not uh, generally talked about during the Christmas time. Uh, but we're going to be focusing on the Star of Bethlehem. That's the title of my message this morning, or this evening, whatever this is. Afternoon, we're here. Uh, praise the Lord. But the Star of Bethlehem. Um, you know, I want to take these few minutes and I want to kind of focus on just these, these passages here. We're going to turn a little bit, uh, but I want you, I want your, your attention. I won't be long. I, like I said, uh, you know, I want to make sure that we get a truth across, but I won't be long. Uh, but I want to make sure we learn something this evening. I want to look here, verse number uh, 1 and 2 again. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Why? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now, this star was a very, it was a very central part of the wise men finding Jesus Christ. Uh, they didn't have the GPS uh, coordinates. They couldn't be able to type in Bethlehem and uh, have the camel find where it was supposed to go. Uh, they followed a star. Uh, now, uh, you know, you think about that. That's, uh, it was very common for that time. People would follow stars when they were, when they were on ships and things. But this was no ordinary star. This was a special star because it shone on Jesus Christ. It wasn't just leading out in the middle of nowhere, but it was, it was leading these wise men to Jesus Christ. So let's talk about that. Number one, um, we're, I've got three points. I'm a Baptist preacher, so I've got to get three points in there. But number one, I want us to look at verse number 9 and 10. The Bible says this, When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Now, I want you to notice the first thing is that this star shone for Jesus Christ. This star didn't shine for uh, the, the, the new king or the, the King Herod at that time. The star shone for Jesus Christ. It pointed those wise men to Jesus Christ. For us, I want to take the star and I want us to apply it to our own lives. What can we learn from this star of Bethlehem? Number one is that we need to shine for Jesus. We need to shine for Jesus. This star shone where Jesus was. It, sh- it shone brightly. It showed, you, you, you can't have a Christmas uh, play from little kids without some kind of a star leading uh, the, uh, those wise men to that star. Why? Because the star is very important. It, sh- it showed those wise men where Jesus was. Um, 
when I was growing up, I had the, I was the tallest of the three, because I was the oldest, um, until about high school, then my other brother got a little taller than me, so I beat his knees in, that's how it worked. But, uh, but I was the taller of the three, and so I was the, I was tasked with the, the great, grave job of holding the flashlight for my dad while he worked on the car, or whatever project he was working on. And I don't know if, it, has anybody, do I have anybody out there of the uh, the flash holding society? All right, thank you. Uh, you understand my pain. Uh, what's the phrase? You can't offend me. I used to hold the flashlight for my dad. All right, uh, that's exactly what happened. Because of course I'm shining the flashlight for my dad, and I am I am completely focused on what he's doing until a grasshopper comes, and then that light goes from where it was supposed to be and shines on something else. And then my son, or my my dad, son. I'm over here. I was like, okay, all right, sorry, Dad, sorry, Dad. And I'm holding it like a, a cell phone. Sorry, but we, we're the old school, okay? You had the big, it took like 15D batteries. That's what, Yeah, you're holding that thing up there. Uh, so that's the way it what used to be. And so, man, I would hold the flashlight for my dad. And, of course, you know, my, my attention span um, up until, I guess now still, is about 15 seconds, okay? So it doesn't last very long. And so my attention span, I was, I was focused on what he wanted me to be focused on, but then I would get distracted. And you know, that, that's what we are sometimes. We are to shine for Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, man. Ay, ay, ay. All right, that was a part of it. Domino's is coming. We'll be okay. All right. Um, man, where are we at? Yes, we need to shine for Jesus. We need to shine for Jesus. Because we, as human beings, naturally, we drift away from Jesus Christ. We drift away from keeping our focus where it ought to be. And we focus on things that don't matter. We focus on things that have no value in the heavenly realm. I mean, eternity is worth nothing. We focus on, on money. We focus on fame. We focus on houses. We focus on uh, the newest f- cell phone. And we, we lose focus on what God wants our focus to be on is Jesus Christ. We are to be lights in the world to shine others to Jesus Christ. That's what we are to be. We are to shine for Jesus Christ. Our main focus should be to point others to Jesus Christ. We have our priorities mixed up. We do. Uh, we, we live in a world where everything is about us. It's about number one. That's all it is. Man, if I'm happy, then I'm okay. If, if Whatever makes me feel good, that's what I'm going to do. And we, we may balk at that like, what are you talking about? But that's how we live. We point, instead of pointing others to Jesus Christ, we lift ourselves up. And we say, well, look at what I did. Look how good of a Christian I am. Look at what I have. Man, I, I look at, look at that person over there and we, we, we shine for celebrities and we shine for the things of this world and money and we lose the focus where God wants it to be on Jesus Christ. The, how do we shine for Jesus Christ? Just a couple of things here. The Bible says in John thirteen thirty four, it says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, that ye love one another. How do I shine for Jesus Christ? Well, I'm going to give you a hint. It's not by arguing and bickering with your family members when they come over for Christmas. Oh, man, it's so tempting. I, I told the Sunday school this morning, but, uh, man, w- Christmas time when I was growing up, we had, we had the other side of the family. All right. You know what I'm talking about. And as soon as the, the, the presents were handed out, they had full bellies. Well, man, just all of a sudden they started getting cantankerous and they started yelling and they started the disagreements came because they got what they came there for. And man, the focus was not on Jesus. It was not on anything but themselves. 
And man, that's what happens is we, it, it, we, we get into this spirit of, man, I just want, I want everything for me. And we, we, uh, we, we don't love one another. How do we shine for Jesus? You, you are going to see family or maybe you already have seen some family. And man, sh- loving, uh, shining for Jesus is loving your family members, loving those that you're, that are, you're going to be around. That's brothers and sisters here in church, but also your family members as well. And then live a godly lifestyle. We'll talk about that in just a second here. But turn, if you will, to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 5, verse number 14. Very familiar passage, but let's, let's look at it here. How do we shine for Jesus Christ? Look at Matthew 5, number 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And giveth, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and what? Glorify your Father which is in heaven. The good works that I do, the lifestyle that I live, the love that I show to other people is not for myself, but it is to glorify my heavenly Father. It's to point, if you will, I'm to point my focus not on myself, not on the things of this world, but to point my focus where it ought to be at Jesus Christ. That is what this, this star is teaching us in the passage here. That we are to shine not for ourselves, not for the things of this world, but we are to shine for Jesus Christ. Shine for Jesus. Number two, if you take your Bibles, go back to Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 9. Number one, we need to shine for Jesus. Number two, let's look at it here. Matthew chapter 2, verse number 9. And when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Now this star, for another lesson we can learn from this star, is this star didn't quit when times were tough. This star didn't just give out and kind of give a direction of where the wise men should go. No, the, the star stayed lit and shone until the wise men made it to Jesus Christ. You know, the, the star did shine for Jesus, but it shined faithfully. It shone faithfully to these wise men. It shone faithfully to those that are in the world. It is so easy as a Christian to, to, to look the part. And to be a flash in the pan. Man, come Sunday morning. All right, honey. Man, I love you so much. Kids, I love you so much. Man, let's go to church, everybody. And it's like, are you the same guy that just chewed me out last night because my tennis shoes were in the middle of the floor? Man, but what happens? It's easy to be a flash in the pan. But it takes somebody, a real true Christian, a hard-working Christian, that is going to shine faithfully for Jesus Christ. To shine. There is a centennial light bulb. This centennial light bulb has been shining since 1901. Um, it has constantly been on. It's in the fire department. And uh, it's I think it's like maybe four watts. But it has shown since 1901. I think there's been two or three times where they've had to turn it off because of power issues. But you should look up the centennial light bulb. And this light bulb, although it may not be the brightest light bulb in the world, it's not. But this light bulb has done its job by staying lit faithfully. It's shown where it was at, where it was placed faithfully. That is what we ought to be. You know, God did not call me to be um, over in the middle of California and have a church of 15,000. God called me to be here in West Virginia. And so where I'm at, that is where I'm going to shine. I'm going to shine faithfully, no matter the circumstances. No matter where life puts me, I'm going to shine for the Lord. I'm going to shine faithfully. Anybody can be a flash in the pan, but it takes a true, hardworking Christian to give light and shine over the long hole. Take your Bibles, Matthew chapter 24. We're gonna, I'm just gonna have you turn to Matthew, um, here tonight. We're gonna be 
from 2, 5, and, and now 24. Matthew chapter 24, and we'll look down at verse number 44. And I want to just uh, show you these verses here, a couple of verses here, 44 through 46. Matthew chapter 24, verse 44 says this, Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler of his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, the, the faithful servant, blessed is that servant, whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. You know, again, it's so easy to play the part on a Sunday morning. It's so easy to be a Christian every now and then. But it takes, it takes somebody that has grit, somebody that has tenacity to say, I'm going to be a Christian no matter what. I'm going to be a Christian faithfully, day in, day out. No matter if I'm sick, no matter if I'm tired, no matter if I'm on vacation, I'm going to be a Christian. And I'm going to shine faithfully for the Lord. I'm going to shine for the Lord. Sometimes you have to shine faithfully to witness to those that you're around. Um, many, I, I've seen and heard of stories of family members getting saved, not because somebody in their family got saved and, and preached the gospel to them right there, but it was somebody in their family that got right with God and continued to shine in that family. And man, it may not be this year, it may not be next year, it may not be two or three years down the road, but eventually they see the light, they see that this is real to you, and you have shown faithfully over the years, and you can reach so many more people that way, by shining faithfully. Not, not, I'm not here to look the biggest and brightest, but I'm going to shine where I'm at, the best that I can, I'm going to shine faithfully for the Lord. That's what this star did. This star shone until the wise men came to Jesus Christ. He fulfilled his job. If he was a person, he would get up to heaven and God would say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Why? Because the job that I've given you to do, you did it until you were done. You did the job completely. You did the job fully. That's what I want to hear when I get to heaven. I don't want to hear, well, you had some good times. There was a couple of, uh, you know, there was a couple of years you did great and then yeah, you kind of, you, you ventured off and then you came back. No, I want the Lord to find me so doing. I want the Lord to find me faithful. I want to be faithful. Most often, it is the ones that go through the greatest trials and still shine who are the best examples of encouragement. That person that, uh, you know, uh, when, I w- when I was in high school, and man, I'd get up and I'd preach and I'd say, well, you need to serve God no matter what. And man, that was easy as a high school student. I wasn't paying for bills. I wasn't even showering on a regular basis, okay? <laughs> but, it, it, but as I grew older and as things started to happen... That's when the trials started to come. And it was like, well, all right, let me practice what I preach. It's one thing to preach it. It's one thing to tell someone else how to do it. But for you to shine faithfully, that's what God is looking for. God is looking for somebody that will shine for Him and somebody that will shine faithfully. Someone that will continue to shine. Man, I can count on so-and-so because they're always going to be here. They're always going to be in their place. They're always going to shine. Is it the greatest and are they standing up here and, and everybody's clapping for them all the time? No, but they are shining where God has put them. They are that centennial light bulb. Just not not the brightest, but just shine and, and not mentally, all right? We all, all right, well, I fit in that category, but but not, not somebody that's looking for all the attention, but somebody that's just faithfully serving in the job, that, the task that they've been given. And here's the last one. So number one, we want to shine for Jesus. Number two, we want to shine faithfully. Here's number three. If you look down at verse number two, Matthew chapter two, verse number two. The Bible says this, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star where? In the east. Was this star only in Bethlehem? 
No, this star was seen all the way in the east. They saw this star that was above Bethlehem. Now, we don't know exactly where um, these wise men were coming from, but they were coming from the east, okay? And, uh, you know, they were traveling a great distance. We know that there was a great multitude, not just the three that you hear about in the song, uh, but we know there was a great multitude. Why? Because when they went into Jerusalem, it was noised about. Like, everybody was like, whoa, hold on, who's this big crowd of people coming? Uh, why? Because they were looking for the star. But they came from a long distance. And this star not only shone for Jesus, not only did this shine, the star shine faithfully, but it shone, um, it shone for all to see. It shone brightly for all to see. Um, just like those new LED headlights on some vehicles, alright? You know, you've been behind them. We're gonna go on a trip and it's gonna be dark. And uh, of course, you got that guy that's got the light bar up top. He's got the light bar on the bottom. He's got the two uh, lights on the side. I mean, his headlights and his brights. I don't know what he's got going on, what he's trying to see. He still can't drive. He's swerving all over the place. But they've got these bright headlights. And uh, but but again, you got to shine for all to see. Um, we are not to take the light that God has given us. And once we walk out that door, drop it by the front door with the umbrella stand and continue about our life. We are not to take the Christianity, the gift that God has given us, and say, thank you, Lord, I'm going to go ahead and leave it here in the closet. I'm not going to wear that today. I'm going to go ahead and just continue on in my life. That's not the way God designed us to be. God, that's not why God gave us the light of Christianity. God gave us a light so that we could share to other people, for the whole world to see. The whole world to see. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4, 3-4, But if our gospel be hid... It is hid to them that are lost. We have to think about that. If I hide my gospel, if I hide the light that is shining in me, and I say, well, I'm just a little ashamed. I'm a little nervous to share this light. Well, guess what? It's not hiding. I'm not hiding it from Brother Barnes. He's a Christian. He's already going to heaven. But I'm hiding it from the lost. Those that will die and burn in hell forever because they have not the light of Jesus Christ. That's who is suffering. That who is not seeing the light is that lost person. I have to think about that. I have to shine not only in church, not only when we're singing the hymns and I've got my, my mouth wide open and I'm singing these hymns at the top of my lungs and I'm reading the Bible like I'm supposed to. I'm in Sunday school like I'm supposed to. But I'm supposed to take this light to the world. I'm supposed to take this light, these truths that I've learned to the world. That's what I'm supposed to do. My coworkers, the lady at Walmart, wherever you go, take the light of Jesus Christ everywhere. The Bible says this, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. We shine as lights. Ye are the light of the world. It didn't say Jesus didn't say he is a light. Yes, he is a light, of course. But he says ye, you, plural, you are the light of the world. Take that light that you've been given and share it to other people. Share the light of Jesus Christ. It is, it is very easy to shine in a room full of light. If I were to have everybody pull out their cell phones and turn their flashlights on, it would be, it really wouldn't make that much of a difference. We have bright lights in here. But if we were to turn these lights off, well that light that doesn't make much of a difference in here would make a world of difference in the dark. Our light is not tested in the light. Our light is not tested when we're around Christian brothers and sisters. And, and I'm all for that. I'm not against going to church. I'm not against getting your batteries recharged here with the gospel and with, with the Bible. But I'm, I'm for us taking this light that we've been given and not wasting it. 
Not putting it in a closet. Not hiding it in a drawer. But taking that light and taking it to the lost. Taking it to the world. We were to, if we were to go in this world, this world is a very dark place. But imagine how dark it would be without Christians. Imagine how dark this world would be without the light of Jesus Christ. Man, we, we live in America. Man, we can, we can go down the street and go tell somebody about Him. I can knock on doors. We can have a church service without fear of somebody breaking in and, and, and ending our service. Why? God has given us so much. We have the light. Are we sharing that light of Jesus Christ? I don't know about you, but I have had my fair share of, uh, in Texas, you know, uh, we would have the lights shut off on us every now and then. All right, you know, um, I guess the, the bill just got lost in the mail or something. But, uh, but we would have the lights sh- get shut off. And uh, we would have those little tea candles, right? And uh, you go get the tea candle and you set the tea candle out. And then you go find a match or you find a lighter or something. And you go try to get that lighter. And man, I don't know about you, but this happens to us. You go to click that lighter, nothing. It's all gone. You go to open your matchbox, and there's like 10 matches in there, but the whole side has been eaten off, and there's nothing for you, and you're lighting it on anything and everything you can, and it's just not working. Well, it's no good at that point. Maybe you've gone to the, the, the drawer, and a blackout, or lights go out, or electricity goes out, and you go to a drawer where you keep your, your trusty old flashlight, you pull that flashlight out, click, nothing. Nothing. It is, it is worthless at that point. It is, yeah, you just smack it or throw it across the room, I don't know. Um, but it is worthless at that point. That is what that is what we as Christians, when we take the gospel message that Jesus has given us, and we hide it away. We hide it. That's what the verse says there in 2 Corinthians. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them which are lost. We need to work hard at keeping our light shining brightly. How do we do that? If I were to take a flashlight and I were to rub some mud on the front of it, yes, it could shine, but you really it wouldn't really work very much. Man, if I were to take that flashlight and I were to take the batteries out and I, I'd take it from whatever and I'd try to throw in some old used batteries in there, it may shine for a little bit, but it'll be pretty dim. If I were to take that same flashlight and I'd hide it in the top shelf where I, nobody can reach it, well, it would do me no good. I'm supposed to have my light and I'm supposed to make it shine. How do we do that? How do you keep your batteries fresh? You keep them fresh walking with God. He's the only one that can. You can, you can read all the Joyce Myers devotionals that you can and you want to, and I hope you don't want to, but you can read all those, you can watch all these, uh, all these, these, uh, these uh, prosperity gospel preachers, but that is not what's going to keep your batteries fresh. What's going to keep your batteries fresh is going to the Lord and saying, God, it's a dark world out there. God, I don't, I don't think I have the light in me to shine. God, would you help me? And God gives you that juice that you need for each day. He gives you the light that you can shine to other people. Don't let your gospel be hid. Um, again, stay in the Word of God. Um, another one, keep a short sin account. Again, if you were to take that flashlight and have a bunch of mud on the front of it, it's not going to do you any good. A Christian that has a testimony of, of, of sin and, and worldliness is not a great light for Jesus Christ. You're, you're, if, you're, if you're at the bar drinking with your buddies, you're going to be, hey, I read this really great thing in the Bible the other day. Let me show you real fast. No, that's not what's going to happen. Your testimony has been marred because of sin. Don't let, keep a short sin account. We are going to sin, okay? Woo, all right. That's what's going to happen. We're sinners. We're going to sin. But don't keep that sin account long. Don't, don't keep anything between you and God. Nothing between my soul and the Savior. I want to say, God, I messed up. God, I, I shouldn't have done that. Would you help me? I want to keep things clean by because I have a light to shine to those around me. And then the last thing here is keep your light accessible. Be ready and willing to point others to Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear uh, entangle you. And I, 
Man, I'm in confession mode now. But there was a, um, there was a, we were at a Chick-fil-A yesterday. And, uh, and I, I say this not for any glory at all. Um, but we were at a Chick-fil-A yesterday and my, uh, the kids, we, we have a whole caravan that we take to the restroom. All right. It's a big, long process. And I'm, I'm sitting out there waiting and I've got the baby with me and we're waiting on Katora and the other girls to get their hands washed and stuff. And right next to me are two Mormon missionaries and they're talking to a guy. And, I, I was, I'm sitting there. I know what to show them. I know the scriptures to show them. But that fear creeps in and says, oh, don't even start. Oh, don't make a scene. Come on. This is the Lord's chicken. Don't start this right now. <laughs> and that fear grips me. And it did. It gripped me. And I, I, I froze up. And I, this is not, again, I'm confessing. This is not something that I'm, I'm promoting. But, but you know what? I left that and I still think about that. That I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't bold enough to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to share it with somebody else. Man, I, 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 I froze up. I, I didn't, I wasn't the light that I was supposed to be. But you know what? That happens to us. It's, it's okay. I, I, I'm praying the Lord that He shows mercy, that somebody shows them the light. And if I give that opportunity again, I don't want it to happen again. I want to shine the light of Jesus Christ. Don't let this Christmas time go by. Man, it's so easy. It's, it's Christmas. We're talking about Jesus. It's so easy to put Jesus Christ into it. If you're around family members, and man, you just know Uncle Joe, once, uh, once it gets around 6 o'clock, he's going to get a little tipsy. Things are going to get crazy. Man, why don't you say, hey, why don't we read the Christmas story tonight? Why don't we go ahead and, and sing some carols? Uh, we were over at my, my wife's uh, family's house the other day, yesterday. And uh, man, we, we read the Christmas story together, and we sang some carols, and it was so sweet. Were we all singing on key? No, we were not. It was the dogs down the street were barking. It's okay. But you know what? We were putting the focus where it ought to be. Don't let this Christmas time come and we focus on the hustle and bustle and the gifts and getting what we want to get and we lose focus of Jesus Christ. The Bible says right there, we read it before, but Matthew 5.14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let's go ahead and pray.